0: welcome to episode six of college students talking life money and other stuff uh today we're talking about debt credit and loans and all sorts of other confusing things i'm alexis leonard and i'm tyrell andrews uh and we're gonna start off with loans i think since we're college students uh i would say that most if not all of us have some kind of loan Even if you do get uh, a scholarship, uh, one of the institutional scholarships or something else, I don't know. uh, It's pretty common for most of us to have loans of some kind. Uh, So, yeah, I know I have loans. I have the subsidized loans. So that is the best kind, right, Tyrell, that you can get as a college student because uh, those are usually deferred until after you graduate. And then you have a deference period up to six months, but for right now, with the coronavirus, that's being mm-hmm. deferred for a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how long that uh, continues to be that way. But uh, deference just means like you don't have to start paying on it until your deference period is over, and it's usually six months. Uh, and then you have to start paying on them and everything. And you can pay on them beforehand. That's really good for your credit <laughs> that we'll talk about. But if you you know pay your loans, uh, your payments on time and things like that, if you have a payment plan already set up. That really boosts your credit score and everything like that. Um, there's other kinds of loans. I, I, I know there's uh, unsubsidized and private and everything like that. But I've only ever had experience with the subsidized loans. So Tyra, I know I think you've had at least one of those other kinds.
1: Um, yes, I have an unsubsidized loan. Um, um, I never, I don't have really have experience with private loans that much. But um, when it comes to loans, um, there's really just one thing you really need to remember, and that is. Well, there's multiple things you need to remember, um, but the main thing we're, um, I want to talk about right now is that we need to you need to understand that like private loans, like they should always be a last resort, because private loans are usually most private loans you have to start paying them as soon as you take it out. So, like with subsidized and unsubsidized loans, you can take those out, and both of those are deferred because they're federal loans. They'll defer them until after you graduate. However, with private loans, some loan companies require you to start paying right then. And by private loans, we mean loans from like banks or credit institutions. I know for a fact, I believe I, I, was, I was doing some research on this. I know Discover student loans, they defer after you graduate also, but it's still only like those are loans that are just for students. So, but like, if you take out a private loan from like your family's bank, that loan will have to be started to be paying back as soon as you take that loan out. And so that should be also always be a cautionary tale to not use private loans because they, Mm -hmm. because of this reason, because if you're, if you're a costume like me, I don't have a lot of money. I mean, I don't make enough money to make a loan payment, including my other bills also. So I would always take that out as the last resort. So, with subsidized loans, these are probably the best loans you can get because what happens is the interest isn't. Okay, first of all, they're deferred, and then subsidized loans don't start accumulating interest until after you graduate, which is very good for you because you don't have to worry about. Because, like, once you graduate, if you want to pay it off right after you graduate as soon as you can, you're just going to have to pay off that principal amount if you pay it off within the six months of your grace period. Which is really good because you won't have to pay, you know, you may have a $20,000 subsidized loan and then the interest accumulates after after you don't pay it off. and You may end up having to pay thousands of extra dollars after a while. Um, so with that case, you would. So with that case, we're going to move into unsubsidized loans. So these loans, the interest starts accumulating as soon as you take it off. Out, but you don't have to start paying on it until after you graduate, also, and you also get that six-month grace period. And so that grace period is mostly for you to find a job, you know, get yourself, you know, figured out and do all those things, and then then you start paying on your loans. So, but with unsubsidized loans, which is really neat, is that you can pay, let's say you have extra money and you're during while you're in college, you can go ahead and pay on that on your interest. And you can pay your interest down and then you just have, you can just still, you can start the same way you did with your, with your subsidized loan after you graduate.
0: right. Yeah, it's, it's, you should try to pay down your interest as, as often as you can, um, just so it doesn't get uh, too out of control too quickly. But with any kind of loan, it doesn't matter, subsidized, unsubsidized, private, uh, any kind of loan you take out, uh, don't take out more than you absolutely need because a lot of people take out, uh more than they need because they're like oh i'll use this money for something else i'll i'll also make a car payment or something i'll i don't know put a down payment on the house of all things i don't know remodel your kitchen i've heard of people doing that like honestly like taking their loan money and remodeling their kitchen instead of know using their money what they took out the money for um and the problem with that is you you think you're getting all this money for you know these things that you need and like maybe you do need to remodel your kitchen but that can wait because if you take out a lot in a loan and then you can't pay it back and it's accumulating interest and it's accumulating interest uh you're going to be in a hole pretty quickly it's it's you don't want to take out more than you need ever even I know people who take out extra loan money for you know the new consoles that come out you know every couple years uh, around this time don't do that that's $500 that you spent on a new PlayStation 5 that will now turn into a couple grand that you need to repay Mm -hmm. so don't ever take out more than you need take out bare minimum that you can and still you know paying for your school and stuff and you, you can take loan money for books and whatnot because you need your books for class and stuff but don't if you're getting a loan for school keep it for school um, yeah. and moving on from loans we have like debt you know we were just kind of talking the more interest you accumulate the more debt you're in and then that's kind of harder to get out and things like that uh, but credit's probably our next biggest thing Credit's kind of tricky because there are a lot of different factors that go into your credit uh, and using credit and keeping up with your credit. So in our workshop, we talked about credit scores um, and we mentioned that that was one of the last slides and it probably should have been more closer to the beginning because your credit score is what is affected by all of this. Right. The reason you use credit at all is to up your credit score and you need a credit score to um, apply for certain loans like your private loans if you ever do need a private loan for some reason or even like um, though you pull your credit score for mortgages and um, car payments and all sorts of things so for your credit score uh, you start with like a fixed number um, as soon as you start using credit so as you use credit more often that number will fluctuate um and as we mentioned in the workshop it is very easy to uh drop your credit score in comparison to raise your credit score because you do one wrong thing you miss one wrong you miss one payment um you weren't on top of your credit card uh, statement anything like that uh it can drop your your score a little bit and there's four ranges there's um bad fair good and like excellent you always want to be in the excellent range obviously because that will give you the most options and the most um ability to like your interest rates will be lower and everything like that so I know for me personally at the moment the only thing that I really do to raise and lower my credit is to use my credit card and pay it on time um, because I have a discover card is um, it's, it's the discover cards really great if you, it's your first credit card at least I think so it has a lot of cash back rewards and um, student discounts and things like that and if you refer someone or someone refers to you that refers you to their program you get $53 like straight up just $53 uh, so yeah so with using your credit card uh, the only thing that I say is I use my credit card kind of like I used my debit card before I had my credit card. Right. So uh, if you use a debit card, you obviously have to have that money in the bank. So I imagine it just kind of like as an overall debit card. If I have the money in the bank, I'll use my, I use my card. Right. Cause I have that money to spend. So, and then at the end of the month with my statement posts, you know, it's just a accumulation of everything that I've bought that month and I just pay it off. And so it's like it's deferred for a month, but that doesn't really matter because I had that money in the bank to be spending at the time anyway, you know. So they just keep that in mind. Um, got uh, two different credit cards. How do you use yours? Because most people have more than one um so yeah i have two so what i do is so my capital
1: one is a little bit lower than my discover like the the maximum is and so i keep both of them paid off pretty low so i try to keep them as low as possible usually around christmas time you know i'll be splurging so i'll be buying christmas gifts so they'll get a little higher but i make sure at the first of the year i'll pay them back down and so with like regular day-to-day spending on my credit cards i try to only really get gaps So like for Capital One and Discover, you can get like you get points from both of them, and I try to mostly just spend money on things that I know that I will get a return for. So like, Discover does gas a whole lot. So most time when I'm using my Discover card, is for gas. Or sometimes they'll have like a food promotion, so all you know if I'm buying gross stuff, put in my Discover card. But once, but once I get paid, I go back and pay that off because I know that keeping my balance as low as possible, I'm try i probably i really don't have a zero balance all the time but it's not a really high balance either it's like maybe a couple hundred dollars not that much but i know that keeping it that low is good for my credit like maxing out my credit cards isn't a great thing to do for my credit and one another thing that i like to say is don't trust other people with your credit so what i mean by that is like you hear horror stories all the time where people like I, my, my family member was buying a car. So I was like, I'm going to help them out. And I signed for it. But okay, understand that that you signing for that car affects your credit. So if they decide to not make their payments, it's going to look bad on you. It won't, they, they're fine. And then with those negative marks on your credit, that can take years to get off. So like you may be paying, you may be paying credit institutions for years to get that negative mark that they basically paying that car off basically for your family member. And you don't even have any, you don't even have the car.
0: Right. uh, That'll go right on your credit report too, which um, Mm -hmm. that's something you need to look at often because that'll just be like a big unpaid car payment for Mm -hmm. the first thing that people see when they pull your credit report. Um, And other than, you know, if you personally sign for a car that's not your own, that that's on you, you should have done that. Um, But there's also um, like identity theft, uh, instance, instances where people will put down your name instead. Um, so if you pull a credit report and you do see something like that, like a unpaid car payment, uh, I had a scare like that uh, like a year or two ago where I thought someone put a car in my name and I was like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, you just go to your credit report and you look at everything and you get it all fixed. Uh, I know Dr. Two, he apparently um, he went to get a mortgage on his house and they were like okay everything looks good except for you have uh, an outstanding payment for something from like 20 years ago so he went and looked at his credit report and uh apparently uh, he had never paid like a dentist appointment or like he did pay at the time but like it didn't go through all the way so he (laughs) he was like missing 83 cents So that $0.83 had been on his credit report. This was back before, like, uh, he was more, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It was a long time ago. It was when he was younger. Um, Yeah, so that was on his credit report because apparently he never paid his dentist. And then he called the dentistry office and apparently they were out of business. So (laughs) it it was kind of difficult to get that off his credit report. So um, don't wait you know, a decade or two to look at your credit report, Uh, make sure you're on top of it. So you don't have any outstanding payments for anything. If your own, someone else's um, freak dentist accidents, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Um, But I think that's kind of all we had for this week. Uh, We talked about loans and credit and debt a little bit. Uh, So yeah. uh, Thanks everyone for hanging out with us this semester Uh, We'll be back next semester with some more topics, fun times for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, this has been College Students Talking Life, Money, and Other Stuff. I'm Alexis Leonard. I'm Tyrell Andrews. And we'll see everyone in the new year. Bye bye. See you guys. Have a
1: Merry Christmas.